Welcome to Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender. At Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, we are the worldwide leaders in reducing financial stress. And our mission is that everyone, from the person that is overwhelmed with financial stress, to the person that makes good money, has amazing goals, and wants to achieve financial independence, finally to the person that feels a calling to help others by becoming a financial coach, learn how to take the stress out of money. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How are all of my savers and spenders out there? This is Coach Jill, and I'm super excited to be back with you today on the podcast. I'm really excited to dive into our topic today, where I'm going to be talking about one of the most common things that I've been seeing with clients lately, the major budget killer for so many different people. We are going to be talking about your food and dining expenses. But before we get started with that, I just wanted to take one quick moment We had the best message come through today. This is from a new student in the Financial Coach Academy. Betty, thank you. I'm calling you out. You left the most amazing message for us, and I just wanted to share this with everyone. For those of you who are not familiar with the Financial Coach Academy, it is something that we here also run in addition to Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, where we do financial coaching. We also train others to become financial coaches themselves. And today we received this message from Betty, who just enrolled in the Financial Coach Academy. After watching the first video in lesson one, I was so excited. I called my cousin and told her, usually making financial investments like this pains me. I feel an actual gut punch. Ironically, the trainer, our own Kelsey Dickey, kind of spoke to that later in her lessons. But I got about 20 minutes into the first video and I knew right away this was the best decision I have ever made for my new business. And I've never been more excited to give my money away. I mean, seriously, I was like, take my money. Thank you so much, Betty. This message made our day, brought a huge smile to our face. We are always so, so glad to get this amazing kind of feedback from all of our students. So I'm really excited to see that even just in lesson number one, you're already getting so much value and we cannot wait to see what the rest of the academy does for you as you grow your financial coaching business. All right, so enough of that. Let's get back to the podcast today, to this topic that I really wanted to discuss with you. I have been seeing this come up so frequently, and I don't know if it's something to do with this time of year that we're just all, you know, getting spring fever, we're ready for summer, we're putting maybe a little bit less effort into paying attention to our spending, or we're just kind of like in survival mode, getting the kids through the end of the school year or what it is. But let me tell you that almost every client that I have been seeing lately has been having a huge challenge with their spending when it comes to groceries and eating out. Like I have had so many people tell me that they feel like this is the area that just really kills them month after month, that they're feeling like way too much is going to this area of life. And they really are struggling with how to get things pared down and how to gain control of that and feel more in in control of it because it's just been kind of way, way out of their realm. And so I really wanted to just dive into this and kind of talk about 
what are some different ways that you can begin to kind of pull the reins in to have more awareness to feel more prepared and more in charge when it comes to your spending in this one area of life. So I, I really see all of the gamut when it comes to spending in this day-to-day sort of spending area of life where people, some people like have this dialed in you guys. Oh my gosh, you could go onto YouTube or Instagram and you can search for people who do meal prepping or who are doing the, the, you know, budget hacks and things like that. And I am impressed myself sometimes to see how amazing some of these families do with really having very well-rounded, very nutritious, healthy looking meals. And they are spending next to nothing. Like I, I envy them a little bit. I don't know how they do it because I can't get ours down that low, or maybe I just don't care to put quite that much effort into it. But I do think that there is something to be said for paying a bit more attention, trying to have a little bit more ownership over what we're doing and not just allowing ourselves to eat away our money, right? So I think that that's one of the most kind of appalling things is when we really step back and we take a look at how much we're spending on food. And this isn't for everyone by any means. So if you're someone that has your budget dialed in when it comes to meal planning, like kudos to you, I'm impressed. You should hop into our Facebook group, Overcoming Financial Stress with Physical Fitness, and you should share with us all how you are really reining in your food budget, how you're doing it, how you're managing things really well. I think everyone could benefit from seeing how others manage it well. But if you are one of those that feels like it's out of control, this episode is for you. So I think that one of the very first steps when you're really wanting to start to gain control over your spending has to be awareness, right? Like we have to have a very good concept, a very good understanding, and a lot of clarity around how much we're actually spending on food to begin with, right? Because we can't want to change something or feel motivated or inspired to do something different if we don't even realize that it's something that is a problem for us. So one of the first things that I would recommend that all of you do, and I I do this for myself, I check myself every now and again, we've got ours pretty well dialed in, but sometimes I'd like to take a step back and say, am I okay with this number still? How much are we spending on food? And does this still seem appropriate to me? Because what made sense six months ago might not make sense now, or maybe we've learned something new and we can change what we're doing. We don't have to keep it the same always. So it's wonderful to revisit this. But I challenge you all to take a step back to look and see how you have been doing with your food budget. So how much have you been spending at the grocery store, on your coffee runs, at snacks from the vending machine or the gas station? How often are you eating out and how much are you spending on that, right? So I really challenge you to go through, do at least the last month or two, just to get a feel for that snapshot of what's been happening when it comes to your food budget and sum all of those numbers together. I really want you to look at the grand total and ask yourself, like, what does this compare to? If I'm looking at my other expenses, I've got a car payment, a mortgage or rent, I'm paying all of these different things. Does my food budget exceed my mortgage? 
Like, am I okay with that? Or like, where does it come in? Does it seem appropriate where the number is? Or does seeing the sum of that number make me sick to my stomach, make me like feel appalled? Does it make you think about how many other things you could have been doing with that money instead of eating it? I know for me, many years ago, we went through this and my husband and I, um, before we really got dialed in, we were both spenders. Talk about a bad combination, right? When you and your spouse are both spenders, we really had to retrain ourselves. And I remember the first time that we really were like, all right, we have to get this under control. We really need to know where our money is going. Let's go through. We're going to total everything up. You guys, I, I wish I could remember the exact number and I can't, but I want to say it was something totally, I mean, it was disgusting. It was like two to $3,000 in one month that we were spending on food and eating out. And most of that was eating out. We were dining out all the time. We thought that we were high rolling. We were like both, you know, professionals making good money. We didn't have family yet. So we literally were eating two to $3,000 a month. And when I think of that now, it still just totally appalls me. And at the time when we totaled up all of those numbers and we saw it, I was sick to my stomach. I could not believe that we were eating that much money every single month. Like it just was really disturbing to me. And I think that seeing that number can sometimes be our wake up call. And especially when we equate it to what else could have that money gone to instead of inside of my stomach or in the trash, because I bought food and didn't use it and wound up throwing it out. Right. So I think that it's really good to, you know, equate our food spending also to our goals. You know, what things are you really working towards for your money? Do you want to go on a big vacation later this year and you're not sure where the funds are going to come from? Well, if you're eating $2,000 worth of food every month, that could be an awesome vacation if you could rein that in and gain control of your food budget, okay? So I think to think about your goals, think about the things that are really important to you, what you would rather be doing with the money rather than ingesting it. And I do think that's a great way to think about it. I know it sounds a little bit morbid or a little bit too like, uh, I mean, you're not eating your money, but you are, right? If you're spending that much money eating out, buying food, you are essentially just eating your money instead of spending it on things that could really add value to your life. So I think it's important to kind of shift your perspective and start to look at it from that sort of obscure, weird, morbid point of view. But let's use our money for things that are important to us and not just to fill our bellies, right? So first things first is to get a grip and look to see how much you are really spending on food and question whether that number seems appropriate to you. And maybe it does. Maybe you're looking at it and you're like, you know what? That's reasonable for a family our size. I feel good about this. From the people I talk to, I feel like we're in line or doing better than others. That's great. Whatever, if you feel good about it, that is wonderful. But let's see if we can even make it better. Okay? So you're going to do that. That is the first thing on your to-do list is to look at the numbers, add it up, and then just to know that just because you've done it that way in the past, it does not mean that this is how you have to do it going forward. So for you to just change your perspective and say, listen, I understand this is what we've done. 
I want to challenge myself to do even better. And I know that I can do even better because there are hundreds and thousands of people doing it so much better. And the proof is all over social media. If you want to search for it, you can find it. There are tons of people doing amazing things with their food budget and learn from them and challenge yourself to make tweaks and do even better. So I want to dive into a few of the things that I see that you can actually do that are relatively simple to start to gain control or to rein things in when it comes to your spending, to be more intentional about what you're doing when it comes to your food. So one of the most very simple things is to change where you shop. Okay. So we really are creatures of habit. We get into the same routine. We go to the same stores. We drive the same roads. We just don't often think to change those things once we've established that behavioral pattern. And so I think it's important to start to question that, especially if you find that you're spending more than you want to to ask others where they're doing their shopping. Simply ask your friends, your neighbors, your family members, where are they getting their groceries? How much are they spending? Do they feel like they're getting good prices? Like having those conversations is not weird, you guys. It's okay to do that. Ask around. There are so many different stores now and things are getting so competitive and it's actually really, really wonderful for us to see so many different shopping opportunities popping up all around where we are not always tied to the same store that we once were. So simply by shopping at a different store, looking for somewhere new, changing up that routine to see what you might be able to get somewhere else could possibly save you hundreds of dollars just in doing that itself, right? So that I have heard for so many years that, you know, people will make the argument of like, oh, but I really eat organic and I eat healthy food. And so I have to shop at Whole Foods or things like that. And I think that there was a time when that probably was true, where it was much more challenging to find the organic and healthy, nutritious foods at the mainstream stores. But those days are going away. I mean, I see more and more and more that there are organic offerings, there are gluten-free offerings, dairy-free offerings. I mean, you name it, if you've got food sensitivities and all of that, really so many of the grocery stores now have made an effort to cater to those diets. And it is so much easier to find organic, healthy, nutritious food than it ever has been before. So don't let that be the thing that stops you from experimenting and stepping out and looking for different options because there truly are so many options now to still be really healthy and intentional with your food and save money and not have to break the bank, okay? So see where else you can shop. One other thing that I would recommend is for those of you that are eating out frequently. So challenge yourself to begin making eating out more of an event instead of a like routine necessity fallback plan, right? We truly should enjoy it when we go out to eat. It should be something special. It should be something fun, something that you look forward to and let it be that unique, fun treat that it really should be, right? So maybe you allow yourself one dining out experience every week, right? So maybe you and your family or you and your spouse or boyfriend or your best friend or whatever that is that you say, hey, Friday nights is date night or Saturday nights or 
you know, maybe it's for work every Wednesday, you treat yourself in the middle of the week to go up to lunch or something like that. But to try to dial in and say, this is not going to be my fallback plan. It's not going to be my everyday like necessity just because I failed to plan. I'm going to let it be the luxury and the fun treat that it really is by letting myself only do it on a certain day of the week. And then you have all week to look forward to that. You can think about it. You're much more intentional with where you're going. You enjoy it all the more, right? So rather than just driving through Burger King because you didn't plan it in advance, you can actually go somewhere special, maybe not spend nearly as much money as you would as if you were doing it on the regular and get something that feels much more fun and tastes better and is more nutritious and exciting for you. So that is the other thing. If you are one of the people that gets stuck into the trap of eating out all too often to try to choose a day or a couple of days where you say, these are my special days that I'm going to go. And I'm really going to stick to that and plan to bring food with me or prepare my meals on the other days. So, okay, the next thing that I wanted to talk about, number three, this goes along with what I just said is planning your meals. And I, for one, okay, I'm going to be totally honest here because I am a business owner, like very busy mom. I've got two young boys. I run a household. I run a business. Like things are crazy. They have been crazy for many years. I fully understand the plight of the busy family, okay? So I know that there have been many times, probably more times than not in my life, where the thought of planning my meals just makes me like run the other way. I'm like, sorry, it's not happening. I'm too busy. That sounds so draining. I don't have the energy for that. If you are thinking this, I get you. I totally get you. This does not sound like fun. And yet every time that I do it, I realize how little work it truly is and how easy and how much it truly benefits my life, not only from the financial aspect, but it actually winds up freeing up so much more of my time, my mental energy, all of that. So I have really gotten into a much better routine over the years around planning out what we're doing as a family, planning out food. And this does not have to be like 100% dialed in you guys, but here's kind of what I want to guide you through a little bit of my process of what I mean when I say meal plan, and you can get as specific as you want, or you can kind of leave it more to the general as what I typically will do. So one of the things that I really think is important when you are thinking about your meals is to break them up into the meals of the day, right? So think about breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So if you have a family, which I do, so I always am equating all of my meal planning and thinking includes what am I packing the kids for lunch, right? Or what do they need for snacks? So if you are a family that is likely part of your planning when it comes to meal planning, if you are not, I am super excited for you because this is one of the additional really challenging aspects of just maintaining the households when you have to think about all of the kids things that they need also. But I would break them into those different categories and just think about breakfast and say, what are the three things that I want to have in the house for breakfast? Right? So make it super simple. I think being kind of uh, a creature of habit, being into a routine, having three or maybe four 
items that are kind of your go-to for breakfast and that you just rotate amongst it makes things so much simpler and so easy, right? So my kids are obsessed with bagels. They love them. We buy them at Costco every time that we go in, we stick them in the freezer and then I just pull them out by like three at a time so that we have them for the week and they eat bagels very regularly. Um, we try to always keep cereal on hand, oatmeal on hand, and we try to have some fruit in the house, right? So those are kind of like the go-to staples for my kids. And then for myself, I'll keep eggs always in the fridge, some avocado, maybe some uh, healthy toast or bread, you know, to make toast. And that's about it. So those are our like really big staples for breakfast. They're super easy to buy in bulk, super easy to keep it in the cabinet or in your freezer. Um, so just know like what are some things that are your go-tos that are easy, that make it a no-brainer when it comes to breakfast and just get those on your list so that you can always know to watch for them, to stock up when things go on sale, all of that, okay? So again, that's breakfast. I would do the same thing for snacks. Like what are your go-to snacks? Are there certain things that you like to have in the house? Um, are there certain things that the kids always have for lunch every day or what about for you? So break it into consistent things. Like we don't need all that much variety for some of these meals, right? So we can eat like almost the same thing or variations of the same thing, or like maybe three or four different things that we rotate on a regular basis, but find the things that you enjoy to eat that are really easy for you and that you can very simply keep on hand and plan your meals that way, right? So that's at least what I do. I know it's not the traditional like meal planning per se. I don't say like on Monday, we're going to have eggs and bacon and toast or whatever. And on Tuesday, we're going to have a frittata and pancakes or whatever. I do not go to that extent. Um, I like to keep it very simple. I, you know, try to always have something nutritious and something easy. So um, see if that helps you, at least when you're thinking of that. Uh, and then when it comes to dinner, I think, you know, part of that is shopping what's on sale. So I always recommend either pulling out the ad or just knowing when you go to the store that you are simply shopping the sales. You're going to look to see what's on sale that week. And those are the things that you're going to base your meals around. Um, I especially buy the kids like snacks and our fruit and vegetables, like all of the produce I base entirely on what's on sale that week. So I do not typically read the ad in advance. I go to the store, I look around, see what the different things are that are on sale. And those are the things I throw into my cart. And then we build our meals around that. So I know that my husband says that I cook backwards and I don't start with the recipe. I start with ingredients and create the recipe around it. So for some of you, like my husband, this method is not going to work well at all. And you will want to actually pull out recipes and plan in advance around those recipes. But I still think that it's wise to look at the ad first to kind of have an idea of what things are going to be on sale especially if you are making, you know, big dinners and you're looking for, you know, your proteins or things like that to shop the things that are on sale and build your meals around that since it's one of the bigger, more expensive items that might be on your shopping list. Um, 
But I do think that this really, really helps to have some staples, to have some certain things that you always know that you're going to have on hand that you can make very easily and to, you know, plan in advance like that. It can help so much when you go to the grocery store. Um, for those of you that want to like move it to the next level, and I do some of this also is prepping some of your meals or prepping some of your food in advance. Okay. So some people will do like half of the week's worth of the entire meal prep, put them in containers, have it ready to go. So it's super easy to grab out of the fridge. This can be fantastic. Like it can be such a huge time saver during the week when you don't have to actually go ahead and cook all of your meals every single day, figure out what you're going to make. So you would invest a couple of hours on a weekend maybe or on your day off where you prepare food for the next few days, get it all pre-packed so it's ready to go and then it's a no-brainer throughout the week. I often do not do that. I'll get into a routine. I'll try it for some time. And then I kind of fall off the wagon again. I don't always love to do meal prepping that way. But some of the things that I do that really help to make things a bit faster during the week is that I like chop vegetables right away. So when I get home from the grocery store and I'm putting things away, I might cut up all of my celery right away and put them into Ziploc bags. So they're very easy to grab when it's time to pack lunch or, you know, buy a bag of grapes and I individually package all of them so that they're ready for me to throw into the kids' lunch boxes. I'll buy a big bag of chips or crackers or something for the kids' lunches and I will pre-pack all of those so that they're easy for me to grab during the week. So anything that you can do to cut down on time and to stop how much you have to think and prepare <laughs> and the energy that goes into making all of these different meals or packing lunches or things like that, I think is wonderful. Other things that I will do is I, most weekends will try to cook a big batch of rice so that we have rice on hand for the week to add to meals. And I will oftentimes make a bunch of baked potatoes also. My boys love baked potatoes. They're on a big baked potato kick right now. So I'll bake some baked potatoes on the weekend and that way they have those that are already made and easy to grab for dinner. Um, having salad ready to go, just anything that can make your life a bit easier, right? So try to do that as soon as you get home from the grocery store so that you've got some easy to grab and go food for the week. Other wonderful things to help with that meal prep and speeding things up. I have a lot of clients that will do crock pots. They'll throw in something in the morning so it's ready for dinner or they'll use Instapot to make their meals, which is much quicker. So these are just other things to think about. Like maybe you prep your veggies and your rice and all of that early, over the weekend. And then during the week, you throw your protein or whatever that is into a crock pot or Instapot. And you have a very easy dinner that's ready to serve within minutes, right? So all of these things are going to help and prevent you from needing to eat out so often, right? So this effort and preparation really, really, truly will help so much. And I find that we think about how much time it's going to take to do all of this prep where we get overwhelmed by the thought of it before we even give it a try. And the reality is that if we don't put some preparation and forethought into it in advance, then we're having to recreate that amount of effort and forethought every single day going forward. And that feels so draining. It feels so overwhelming. If we have to run to the grocery store multiple times throughout the week, 
it just, it's more time. It's more energy. If we can get it all done in one shopping trip, that makes our week run so much smoother. It helps us to gain control of our budget so much more. It allows us to feel more in control. So it really truly is worth the effort of doing these things. I think that you will find that it not only saves you money, but it probably will save you a lot of time also by being able to do some of this prepping in advance. The last thing that I wanted to mention, and this is for people who find that they're just simply eating out way too much. And it's because they don't have the time to meal prep. They don't feel like they have the time to cook. So they wind up just grabbing on the go constantly, or they wind up feeling like they're wasting a lot of the food. So if that's you and you find that you are buying stuff with all of the best of intentions of cooking, and then they wind up getting thrown out because you never got around to cooking, it might be a good option to try some of these meal delivery services. There are so many out there right now. And I know that when you look at the cost, it can seem like a lot. And if you're someone that's got your budget dialed in on eating out, then it probably will cost you more. So I don't recommend it for you. But if you are someone that is spending $2,000 a month on eating out and groceries, and it's because you feel very busy and you don't feel like you have the time and effort to put into food preparation and meal planning and all of that, really, truly, you could scale back your budget so much by trying one of these meal delivery services. There are so many options out there right now from ones that come totally cooked, prepared, just ready to be warmed up to those that just send you all of the ingredients that you need and the recipe to go with it. And most of them offer some sort of introductory offer. So you can try them out for much less and just see if you like them. We have done a number of them. And so far I've been pleased with everything that we've done. We have done Green Chef. Um, we've done freshly most recently because I really got way too busy and felt like we were in a food funk. And I told my husband, I just need one month. I need one month where I don't have to worry about cooking all the time, where I can just kind of have something easy to go to. And we used freshly, which is meals that are already cooked. All you do is warm them up. And you guys, it was a lifesaver for me. I just truly needed that month to unplug and be able to free myself of that two hours worth of time every night that I was spending in food prep and cooking and cleanup. And I feel totally refreshed and renewed after doing a month of that. So I am not planning to do it full time going forward, but my goodness, it was wonderful to give ourselves a break. And so I do think it's worth looking into those options, even if it is just here and there, giving yourself a week or two of relief or something like that. It really can help you to stick to your budget because it will be a set amount. You know how many meals you're getting. It just makes it much more simplified and easy. You know that precise number. So I feel like it does allow you to still stick to a budget and build the rest of your spending around it. So it can be a really great thing to try if you find that you just really tend to wind up eating out or grabbing food on the go simply because you don't have the time for anything else. So I hope that these tips help you. I hope that it gets you to start thinking differently about what you're doing when it comes to your food and spending and all of the amazing, amazing things that you could be doing with your money if you can only gain control of this one area of life. So I look forward to hearing your thoughts. I would love it if you would share with us in the Facebook group, Overcoming Financial Stress with Fiscal Fitness. 
We post all sorts of really great things in there and would love to hear from you if you've tried some new methods when it comes to your food and grocery shopping and how things are going with you. All right, until next time, I'll see you later. Bye. If you would like more information about how we can help you take the stress out of money with one-on-one financial coaching, please check out our website at www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. Feel free to join our private Facebook group by going to facebook.com slash groups slash fiscal fitness money. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group for financial coaches by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. We'll see you next episode where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.